And it is to your word that we turn our attention this evening. Lord, I thank you for the men who have gone before us, the men and women who planted this church on the foundation of the word of God, who have kept this church faithful to the word of God. And Lord, we pray that we too would be a generation that stays faithful to the word of God, that proclaims it, that walks according to your statutes, that loves your word and teaches it to the next generation so that they too may walk in your way. And we pray even this evening as we begin our way through this psalm, as we look at these first eight verses, that you would be honored in all that we say and do. Guide our thoughts. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm 119, verses 1 to 8. Blessed are the undefiled in the way, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. You have commanded us to keep your precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep your statutes then I would not be ashamed when I looked into your commandments. I will praise you with, an up, with uprightness of heart. And I, when I learn your righteous judgments, I will keep your statutes who do not forsake me utterly. John MacArthur calls Psalm 119 the Mount Everest of the Psalter. It is the longest psalm, really the longest chapter in the Bible. And it is also an acrostic in the order of the Hebrew alphabet. There are 22 sections of eight verses each, which totals up to 176 verses. And each section of eight verses starts with the following, the next Hebrew letter in the alphabet. In really all 176 verses of Psalm 119, the whole thing is an ode to the Word of God. John Phillips notes this in the beginning of his commentary on this chapter. He says, The Word of God is the foundation on which this poet builds. He builds on it because he loves it. He is bound to the Word of God not by the chains of law, but by the magnetic attraction of love. I think that'll come through as we work our way through all 22 of these sections over the next several weeks. That this is not a man who writes on the word of God because he feels bound to it by the chains of law. This is a man who loves the word of God because he loves the Lord and it is his word. And so as we come to these first eight verses, it's the first letter in the Hebrew alphabet. And you'll notice even the first uh, two verses are very similar to Psalm 1. In fact, turn with me, if you will, too, all the way back to Psalm 1. A well-known psalm. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. As you come to Psalm 119, verse 1, it's very similar. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with the whole heart. Blessed 
are they? The idea of the, that phrase blessed, that word blessed, the idea behind it is the idea of, of happy, of satisfied, joyful. Happy are the undefiled in the way. Who are these? They are the ones who walk in the law of the Lord. Notice it doesn't say, happy are they who experience all that this world has to offer. It says, happy are they who are undefiled in the way, who walk in the law of the Lord. True joy cannot be found in the word, in the world. True satisfaction cannot be found in the world. It is found only in the Lord and in his word. In fact, pause to meditate on that at the beginning here. Blessed, twice it's repeated in the first two verses. Happy, satisfied, joyful, happy is the one who walks in the law of the Lord. Do we often view things that way? Do we often see God as wanting us to be happy? Do we see joy, happiness coming through spending time in the Word of God? As a Christian, you're not called to suppress joy and to embrace some serious monotony of Christ-likeness. You are called to joy. And the key to true joy and blessedness is the word of God. Blessed is the man. Psalm 1 tells us, blessed here are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. The idea there of, of walk is they live according to. In law, that's not limited to just the first five books of the Bible. That's really all of the Hebrew scriptures. All of the word of God is the idea here. What God has said, he who lives according to that, he's the one who is blessed. That's where true joy is found. He goes on, blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with the whole heart. It's a, a yearning after, a running after with, with all of who you are. Full commitment. We're coming out of a Thanksgiving season. And even sitting around the Thanksgiving table, there's always that, that one person, or, or getting together in family, there's always that one person who's always on their phone. And, and they're sitting there, and they're scrolling, and they're reading. And, and yeah, they're there, and, and they're eating. Or when it comes to Christmas, they're, you know... In, opening presents every once in a while they'll take a picture but but there's just always on do you feel like they are fully committed to what's going on there? are they fully there no they're like they're distracted it's kind of offensive when you're trying to talk to them and they'll look up every once in a while but they're just scrolling on their phone that's frustrating it's kind of offensive because i i can tell that you're not fully committed to this conversation you're not really plugged in that's the idea here. This is not a mere going through the motions. It doesn't say, blessed is the one who opens his Bible and reads for 30 minutes a day just for the sake of reading. There's a commitment here 
I'm not reading so I can check it off. I'm not coming to the word of God so I can check it off a list. I am fully committed to who God is and what he says. I want to walk in the law of the Lord. To keep his testimonies. To seek him with all of who I am. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. Notice that what they seek, what they love as they walk in the law of the Lord, as they love the word of God, as they seek him, the Lord, with their whole heart, it has an effect on them. As they walk in his ways, they grow in the Lord. They grow to hate sin as the Lord hates sin. To despise it. You've commanded us to keep your precepts diligently. There's a a purposeful effort here. Just this morning, as my kids were getting ready for school, and uh, we're we're getting dressed, and, and we're trying to find all the pieces of clothing all around, and shoes, and jackets, and everything, and and I told one of the little guys, I said, uh, go, go grab your shoes. And so he walks in there and he's looking and he comes out and he's like, I can't find them. So I walk in the room and I turn and I look and there's one sitting right here and there's one not even five feet away. I, I didn't even take any effort. I just walked in the room and it's right there. It's obvious. He was not diligently searching. It's often what you'll find with kids. You send them up to clean their room. They don't really do it diligently, right? They do the bare minimum to get by. Hopefully they they learn and they grow and they they learn to do it diligently. But this is not like a, a child looking for their shoes or their coat. There's a diligence here. There's a purposeful effort. There is a striving after this, a seeking with my whole heart. Now you might look at these first four verses, especially verse three there, they, they also do no iniquity, like those who, who love the Lord, they, they, they don't sin. And you might think like, man, I must have a problem because I'm still a sinner. But I think what you, what you find here in these psalms, in the first four verses and the last four verses, is a contrast between ideal in reality, where we should be and where we are. Because look what the psalmist says in verse 5. Even as he has just said that in the first three verses, look what he says in verse 5. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep your statutes. Oh, that this were true of me. He's really, as you come to these last four verses, it's almost as if he's moved into a prayer. It's as if he's, he's standing up and he's teaching this and he's saying, you should do all of this. You should love the word of God. You should seek, to, seek him with all your heart. Keep his precepts diligently. It's almost as if he's kind of stabbed in the heart then. He stops. Oh, this were true of me. A desperate desire of those who love the Lord. It's similar to Paul in Romans 7, verses 14 to 25. He's sitting there and he's talking. He's, 
The things I want to do, I don't do. Oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Praise the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's almost the same idea here with the, the psalmist. Oh, that this were true of me. I, I want to seek you like this. I want to love your word like this. But I am such a sinner. Verse 6, then I would not be ashamed when I look into your commandments. If this were true of me, I wouldn't feel so ashamed when I look into the word of God. But is that not what the word of God is supposed to do? It exposes our sin as it, as it uh, leads us to the light. He feels so ashamed. The more he reads, the more glorious he sees of how God is, the more sinful he sees of how himself is. That is the word of God at work. That's what it is supposed to do. To show me the glories of God and the helplessness and the depth of my sin. This chasm that cannot be crossed. And then it's meant to lead me to fall before God and humbly confess. And notice here that this shame does not drive the psalmist away from God. Oh, I can't do this. I guess I'm hopeless. Rather, it drives him even deeper. Verse 7, I will praise you with the uprightness of heart. I will learn your judgment, your righteous judgments. I will learn. It's an ongoing process. I have more to know. I have further to grow. I will learn and I will praise you. I will be faithful. I will keep your statutes. This is the resolve of those who know and love the Lord. It goes back to verses 4. And to verse 1, the one who walks in the way of the Lord, who seeks him with the whole heart, who keeps his precepts diligently, I will resolve to do this. Do not forsake me utterly. I will seek you. But be patient with me, Lord. I've got a long way to go. Be patient with me. I'm really looking forward to jumping into the rest of the verses here in Psalm 119. I must confess, I've never really studied it that deeply. I've read it, but I've never really dived deeply into it. Even just these first eight verses, I feel such a connection with the psalmist. <laughs> because this is my heart. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep your statutes. Oh, that this were true of me. May that be the cry of our hearts. May this show, as we work our way through the word of God, as we study the word of God, as we come to the word, may it show the depth of our depravity and our need and lead us to the cross of Jesus Christ. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with the whole heart. Seek him with your whole heart this week. Love the word of God. Soak in the word of God. Let him work on you through the word so that you can glorify him. I will keep your statutes. Do not forsake me utterly.
Be patient with us, Lord. With that, we're going to take some prayer requests. It's only 7.20, so we should have a good amount of time to spend in prayer.